Kali shadow hands against the wall. Those armored minotaurs have them cornered. Oh, they're itching like hide armor on a hot day to get that Orba Solana back to their master. Gladys Fiend is free from the tendril trap and moving in to help Callie at top speed, but it doesn't look like she's going to make it in time. Back of the knee, Callie. They'll fold like a napkin. Wait, what's this? Oh, Callie jukes. Fakes left, fakes right. Throws the orb on him. All right between their armored shanks. Gladys is changing trajectory to meet with the orb, but oh my gods, another trap explodes and there are locusts everywhere. It's an impenetrable black cloud of hungry bugs. The orb's coming in hot. Gladys is obscured by the bugs. Minotaurs can't believe it. Oh, but Gladys breaks free with a bag of holding in hand, and it's good. Gladys catches the orb in the magic sack from half court. That's the wildest game of hot potato I've ever seen. And with the orb held safely in the pocket dimension, it seems the haunted foes of the dungeon are fading into dust once more. Welcome back, folks, to the League of Ultimate Questing, where heroes battle the odds for fame and fortune. My name's Kip Killian, servant of the next Enterprise and voice of the LUQ. With me in the booth is a larger-than-life, storm-clad Thundertongue. I gotta say, Kip, it takes some brass ones to put it all on the line for a magic orb that grows tomatoes. I'm still pretty confused why they had so many monsters and magical defenses. And what did the quest giver want with the orb in the first place? Oh, that's easy. They're a grocer in Dornheim. Can't grow tomatoes out there, climate's all wrong. They're gonna make a fortune selling exotic veggies. Rare plants, strange, um, fruit. That's for you, tomatoes. Some kind of nut. Either way, it should have become a family heirloom. <laughs> Legumes? Well, speaking of weird nuts, it's time to check in on the Mortal Dawn as they gaze jaws agape into the wasteland of Camaris, before their current quest leads them headfirst into the death and destruction therein. I mean, look, I always liked storms, obviously, until I set eyes on that Camarian sky tragedy. I mean, it gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Purple lightning and red clouds are best painted on the side of a wagon, not hovering ominously over my barren wasteland bungalow. I think it's time we got a closer look to see for ourselves. Stay tuned! Ooh, damn. Maybe my lache needs a paint job. Crimson clouds, violet lightning, wizard going ham on a dragon. Obviously the wizard's got a huge parrot. We find the mortal dawn standing atop the god's wall, just above the dawn gate, overlooking the wasteland of Camaras. The guide that you have hired, Jock Phillips, the Camarian ranger, is pointing out different aspects of the landscape and telling you what each one is. He says, there is Helderons, the volcanic wasteland, constant rolling rivers of melted stone, a horrible place. That is your destination, Andariel, the city of the dead. Everything between here and there slowly decays as we get closer. And of course, gesturing to the east, the glorious gold light of Dragon Flame Keep. The fire my brothers keep stoked every day and night to shine light into this hellish place. Why do they call it Dragon Flame Keep? Ha! A fine tale indeed, Drakkar. You see, hundreds of years ago, there were many humans from Lyone, Danmir, and Dornheim. A union that went out to reclaim land after the destruction of Camaris to find what they could. There was a stronghold, near in ruin, but legend said it was full of wealth. These were our ancestors. They went deep into the bowels of the catacombs and found gold beyond measure, and also death. Monsters sleeping under the earth, awoken by the cataclysm, tried to destroy all of them. They almost set loose a great evil that should have been kept sleeping. But a savior came, a giant, majestic gold dragon. Its wings blocked out the sun, and its fire washed clean everything in the keep, save for my ancestors. They were not damaged by the flame, and one ember of that flame remained on top. And this flame from the original dragon continues to burn. Our king wears a crown of fire made from this essence. And if the flame is ever to be extinguished, it is said the dragon flame keep will fall. Interesting. I want to go there. So do I. <laughs> we believe one day the gold dragon will return and save more of Camaras. Many doubt that they continue to exist, but we have faith. So I say quietly to Harthax, Harthax, are dragons usually this benevolent? Do they really help other people by destroying other things? Not all of them are. 
chromatic dragons, scales like mine or uh, our our green dragon friend tend to be more selfish, less benevolent. Metallic dragons like the golds, they are more benevolent creatures. They look out for the good in the world and defend it. Wow. That's amazing. They are protectors of the entire world. But they're all gone now. The destruction of Selvarax was a tragedy on more than one level. Oh my. We certainly haven't seen any in a long time, but I have faith. Somewhere out there, they remain. At least the one that saved my people. Would you think they're just hiding somewhere? Perhaps. They are cunning. Magic that predates even mankind. Who knows what they're capable of? Yes, I'm sure they've transformed into a packet of peanuts and are hiding inside of some bar. <laughs> My mom told me sometimes they turn into uh, creatures and, and breed with them. Really? That's what she said. Huh. It seems a lot of your stories end with something fucking something else. <laughs> Well, isn't that just the way of the world? That's definitely human history. <laughs> I can't help but notice that you brought a Kamarian warhorse with you. Where did you find such a beast? It's a very interesting story. We were about to rescue some Drakkar eggs that had been stolen. And yeah, I just found him. He was eating some goblins. And I uh, just found him. Well, I was going to just leave, but then I, he seemed so hungry. You've you know. been to Kamaris before. then? No, no, it was in Alcara. Ah, uh, yes. Alcara. Interesting. Along the coast. Yes. Denmazir along the Jim coast. Hmm. That's quite a ways for a lone steed to travel. I'm willing to bet it was probably a knight who got himself into a situation he could not handle. I looked for a body and I didn't find anything. You know, I've put out messages. Fear not. I seek not to reclaim this beast from you. It's just not familiar to me, which is unusual. All of the knights and outriders, there's not many of us left. We are familiar with each other, and as much so with their steeds. Are the war horses only kept by the knights? Yes, except for the ones that live wild in Camaris, untamable. Do you brand your horses? We bond to the horses on a sacred level. We do not mar their flesh with fire. More's the pity. Hmm. I suppose I should have spoke with them right away. Let us return down and rest for the night. Tomorrow will prove to be quite challenging. You wish to get to know my steed? It's a noble creature. I, I would. Its name is Thrice Damned. Is this a typical name for... A strong name that instills fear and shows a hard life. Very suitable for the creature. Uh, Charlie wasn't a great pick. Okay, we'll, we'll keep working. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep looking for something. It's not too late to call it Mr. Dread. This was a name it chose itself. Oh, so I can just ask him his name. You could. You could? In theory. Can you speak with beasts? Many creatures, yes. His, his uh, opinion of you seems to shift slightly in the more favorable directions. A fine trait to have. Arvid straightens up. A little bar from Fallout reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, get on the ladder and I do the whole put my hands on the side and just start sliding down. <laughs> Nice. You hear a guard shout down, no sliding on the ladders! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You have a fun time. <laughs> There's no fun allowed here! <laughs> uh, and you all make it to the bottom, RTM slightly quicker than everyone else. And uh, he will introduce you to his beast, and it holds perfectly still and just eyes you cautiously as you approach. Should I do an animal handling roll? Can I break the silence of the dice? I like that very much. Break the silence of the dice. <laughs> That's May that's our new beginning. A twenty to every episode. Let us break the silence of the dice. <laughs> mm. Clickety clack! I roll to attack. Oof. <laughs> Oof! Oof! That would be a total of eight, I think. You Oof. you reach out to give it a comforting pet, and then retract your hand as there's a snapping of sharp fang teeth. This is this is not some hound that you would pet. This is a noble creature that you would approach respectfully. He holds his hand out and the horse just kind of rests its nose in the palm of his hand and sniffs in deeply. Do not worry. He is trained to not let outsiders near him. You did fine. Mm. Well, this makes me feel better about my relationship with um, that one over there and shows an arm with some, some <laughs> horsey tooth marks. Yeah. Hurrythax will curtsy to the horse as they show it respect. <laughs> I'm just going to stay over here. I don't want to be eaten. I tip my hat to the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare whatever you need for the morning. The Dawn Gate is quite a ritualistic event. It only opens briefly. 
The guards will surround us. They will form a barricade. Whatever's on the other side is going to try to get through. And there is always something on the other side. They will take us in several feet within their phalanx, and then they will create an opening, and we will move as quickly as we can. Be ready to fight, be ready to run, be ready to protect your wagon. Don't look back, keep your eyes forward, but kill anything that tries to take us down. I will have my bow ready, and I will be on thrice damned riding ahead. But I will not keep you out of sight. Now, uh, what was your name again? Sorry. My name is Jacques Phillips. Jacques Phillips, mm, yes. Are you single? <laughs> Kamarian knights do not take partners in any fashion. Well, I'm not trying to be serious or anything. <laughs> Christ, um, can, can you help me with something by the wagon? Uh, okay, <laughs> why now? <laughs> why now? And uh, starts asking for fashion tips, clearly just trying to <laughs> avoid heroic embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> what should we expect on the other side of this? There are creatures that dwell near the God's Wall that are called the Faceless. They are of a hunger for human flesh, but they cannot pass the barrier. They dwell within a strange, toxic miasma, which is why you'll need to cover your mouths. And try not to breathe in until we've cleared it. They press hard. They fight with sharp forelimbs. They hunger. Is this miasma flammable? I dare say no. Be an easy way to clear them out, but it might even destroy the Dawn Gate. Mm. And that's why if you tie your cloak around your waist, when you get those boots, it'll accent this perfectly. Oh, maybe I'll uh, get lucky with some buddy. Mm, you should. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Chris, Chris is back. This is the important thing we've discussed. It's... And just before you return, your Randy Elkarin friend seems frail. Will they be good in the fight? They can handle themselves. Hmm. I trust your judgment then. The. Maybe they will not do so well during the actual travel itself. Keep an eye on them for those purposes. Maybe stay nice and close. He has endurance when it counts. <laughs> well, I plan on filling my belly and sleeping hard. And JP returns to the pose that you found him in, laying against the wall with his hat pulled over his eyes, his horse remaining stoic and still. And the sun starts to drift down below the god's wall. Campfires get lit around small businesses. Oh, well, any tactical things we should discuss? I wasn't aware that things would become pouring out. This is probably going to be a crowd control situation, which means odds are we don't want to get separated under any circumstances. If you get surrounded, you're dead. So, mm-hmm. Arvid, that means stay close. That means use anything ranged that you have. And please, please, try not to let yourselves get surrounded. Didn't he say we should be ready to run or, or harm things? That sounds like both not staying close and being surrounded. There's such a thing called a wedge formation. It ensures that if anything comes to attack us, we can push them down, and then we can drive them outward. Aren't we still going to be on our wagon? Duh. Oh. But this is in case we get separated, or ah. in case there's any situation where we maybe lose the wagon. There are a lot of causes that might lead to a different formation. Arthax holds up a metal cylinder. Don't worry. I have a plan B. What is this? What? Boom. Amazing. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so the party rests for the evening. If you wish, there's a couple merchants who will talk your ear off about business at the Dawn Gate. It's not fascinating. Um, you get maybe four or five people that that enter Kamaris a year. Like, it's it's rare, or groups. Plenty come out. A lot of them that they mentioned, the scoured leave once in a while these strange gray-skinned mindless zombie-like people just go out without a word on some sort of mission just standing patiently waiting to leave somehow not touched or affected by the faceless Hmm. and very early in the morning before the sun is even up you are all roused from your sleep by the ranger jack phillips says not long now then they'll blow the horns then the gate will open get your wagon ready Can I just have five more minutes, please? He picks you up and puts you on your feet. Oh, thank you. Hmm. <laughs> um, Arvid to Jack Phillips. Uh, JP? Yes, Arvid. I, He's I like just, stringing his bow. I just realized I'm with horses, with normal horses. I would want to stay at his head with him as we charged. I'd want to, you know, if we're going in with the wagon. But he can fight, right? He should be trained in the ways of war. If he sees my horse charging ahead, he will follow it. 
Okay, and he doesn't need to be protected specifically his flanks or anything. He could use some more barding, but we can deal with that later. That's nothing we can handle here. Ideally, though, since he's dragging the wagon, he should not be fighting. So I'm just asking, should I stay out of the wagon and maybe give him a... You'll want to stay on the wagon. None of you can move faster than this horse at full speed. Mm. If you get knocked off of the wagon, call out for help. But my advice is don't fall off the wagon. Mm. Which of you will be driving? Good advice. Uh, That that would be me. Who is the strongest fighter? Uh, It's still me. That's a really hard question to answer. In which ways? Oh, yeah. Up close. That would be Arvid. Someone else drive. I can handle the drive. Good. My question is, while I'm driving, will I be able to cast spells? It might be difficult to concentrate on them, but you should be able to fire something off. Fair enough. You should be standing in the back of the wagon, pushing anything that gets on off. Mm. These faceless, do they resist any specific kinds of damage? They are mindless. That's good to know. I believe they actually have a hive mind, but either way, I've never heard of any kind of enchantment or befuddling magic messing with their need to kill. I wonder if a psionic storm would cause enough feedback within their little hive. This is not important. All right. Soon the dawn gate will open. Prepare yourselves. Show me what you have. I think I'm going to go ahead and take up the front. I'll be guiding the horse. I can cast a crusader's mantle. This will make sure that we're all uh, defended and that we all have uh, extra damage with our attacks. Hmm. And I'll be by his side. Uh, when the gates open, I'll activate my shard hide, give me a bit of extra armor, and um, if anything big comes our way, I think I might be able to make them flee. Good. Haru, what you say? Uh, heavy's in the back like a rowboat? Sounds like a plan to me. All right. I can keep things at bay. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> heavy's in the back like a rowboat. <laughs> Harithax will also invoke their armor of shadows, and then right as the gate opens, um, Shillelagh, the staff of the witness. Anything from Arvid? Well, certainly um, he's probably thinking that this is going to be about time to try out this zappy gauntlet. The galvanic dampening mod... Mod you... Nope. Manulator. Manulator, thank you. Yeah, power fist. Nice. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna he's gonna probably wait until we get a full fifty feet away from the gate, but it's it's his gears are ticking. He's like, Yeah, I'll get this thing ready. Very good. And he gets on to thrice damned with like a huge leap and then knocks an arrow into his heavy bow. And he guides your wagon up kind of squarely in front of the gates, and a group of these Don's Gate soldiers surround you. They all have large tower shields and heavy spears in their offhand. They form a square surrounding the wagon, and they all shout the commands to you. The gate will open, and we will press forward. Once we make an opening for you, leave at full speed. And may Sigmus protect you from the faceless and all of Camaris. You hear this horn blowing from 90 feet above you on the top of the god's wall. And then another. And then another slightly lower in one of the windows of the palisade. And then another. Until there's this orchestra of nine different horns blowing all in different keys. And you see the sunlight hit the reflective metal of the Dawn's Gate. It gets amplified by Artium's radiant spell. And there's the sound of thunderous mechanisms clicking and whirring, pulling from left to right. And the gate begins to creak open as a dark black smoke begins to pour out. And as that's happening, Chris can't help but feel this beautiful image and music and unconsciously casts heroism on all of his party members. Mm. So that's uh, five bonus temporary hit points for everybody? Every yeah, every round, four. Because okay, it's yeah. my... Charisma mod. Charisma mod. Nice. As soon as the Dawn's Gate opens, the light of it shines down on us, and it's almost as if everywhere we go, there's like a god ray coming from the sky. Awesome. And as the shadows flee from the light, they all just latch onto Haruthax and form armor around them. Dope. <sighs> And you see these soldiers surrounding you in a phalanx bolstered by this magic that's coming off of this wagon out of nowhere. And you hear the voices echo each other as they all shout in unison, forward, march, and this, and that's when you hear these sounds issuing out from this black smoke, this, and they begin to move faster and faster. And the horses begin to move into a trot to keep up with these soldiers who are now running at full speed, shields in front of them. 
and you can't see what they're impacting, but something heavy is on the other side of their barrier. And they start to slow down as they push. And you see huge carapace claws begin to wrap around. One of them just gets pulled into the darkness by some sort of insectoid shape. And you enter the black smoke. I need the mortal dawn to roll initiative. At the top of the initiative, the soldiers push forward. And you see them step to the side, making a clearing for the wagon and the two horses to pass through. You see Jacques charge forward into the black smoke, many arrows being fired off into more of this horrible shrieking. You can hear the impact of heavy, sharp blades connecting with him and his horse. The top of the initiative is Artyom. What do I see? You see the backs of these soldiers and their shields, and just on the lip of this black smoke, these huge bladed insectoid shapes clinging and wrapping their blades around the tower shields, hiding almost perfectly in the smoke, the color of their carapace, ashen and white and gray, blending in with it. I see. So I can't see past the soldiers and their line, right? Just up to the things that are entering their spaces. Gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and use my move action to drive us forward. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to ready a fireball for if I see any group bigger than like, say, three. Gotcha. So I can bring it down on them. Very good. So. At this rate, the wagon can move forward 30 feet and I will slide it up. As you emerge into the black smoke, you feel the wheels begin to crush over strange dark shapes underneath you. The ground becomes jagged and very difficult to control the balance of the wagon. It's teetering back and forth, but everyone remains inside. And some of these figures start to approach their wagon quickly. You could just catch glimpses of them through the smoke. Huge insects with six bladed forearms that all curve out like scythes. Their mouths are massive with rows of teeth like a shark, but there are no eyes and there is no face. I'm going to go ahead and let that trigger my fireball. Sure. I'm going to cast it so that the front of it hits them and then whatever's behind them is going to get taken up. Very good. All right, so go ahead and roll me some F-ball damage. I will. And you can see the soldiers behind you are completely swarmed by these things. And there's a group of them that have peeled off to pursue the wagon. Gotcha. So they're going to be doing their own combat during all of this. 86. That's 11. 17. 28. Am I in the sunlight? Uh, no. Okay. I had to think about the smoke for a second. Yeah, they failed their deck save. They don't see it coming. Ha ha ha. (laughs) So for a moment, the smoke is replaced with fire to the right of the wagon. The ones that were closest to you get covered in this red hot burning. And you can see the outer layer of their carapace just melts away, revealing an almost human-like flesh underneath. A very uncomfortable sight. It doesn't seem to quite kill them, but it damages them horribly. And the shrieking carries off for 30 feet behind them. You assume you hit a large swath. Next in the order is Christ. So can you tell me more about what's going on, what I'm seeing? There's this thick, rolling black smoke, and there are dark shapes moving in it that match the color of the smoke, obscuring them to the eye. Um, Only when they get very close to the wagon can you make out these horrible insectoid shapes. Okay. So in that case, I'm going to hold a twinned dissonant whispers Mm -hmm. because i'm expecting more than one thing to come at us so anything that comes like towards me or or rtm that's when it's going to trigger very good i like that so as my bonus action uh i'm going to inspire rtm by saying i've got your back shut up baby i know it (laughs) there you go you could have inspired the horse too i guess like (laughs) that's a good plan cool uh next up is harathax I think I'm just going to um, ready a green flame blade on my staff of the witness. And Fantastic. anything that tries to grab onto the wagon is getting a whacking. Sweet. A lot of good held actions, which makes sense because you're all in a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings us to Arvid, the boy. I'm going to hold an action too. So Arvid's going to, he's trying to hold back his rage because he he knows that it will be useless for him to rage right there in one spot without moving or interacting with anything. He's trying to hold back his rage, but it is kind of boiling up with all the excitement. He's usually a pretty cool hatred. Uh, draws from like... <laughs> a smooth hatred. Yeah, draws from like insults that his cousins made at him when he was little, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I would also argue that raging in the middle of a road trip is not like the best time. 
Yeah. You're not going to be sitting in the back of your Subaru fucking thrashing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's trying to bottle it down, but it but he's pretty excited and it's hard to keep it in. But he is ready to let it loose as soon as something gets close enough for him to hit. He's pulling out his twin-bladed battle axe parody. It's uh, two-handed and has the glowing radiant side on one edge and then on the opposite a uh almost obsidian almost sucking light uh dark edge yeah what is it necrotic mm-hmm. light yeah. sucking dark edge <laughs> <laughs> like the, that's a ska band grade. for sure <laughs> oh gosh um so yeah he's gonna he's gonna unleash some hits once something gets close enough he's also going to bust his rage out um and this is kind of just for me to remember but he does have two attacks now and the weapons mastery gives him like a thing that's almost like cleave from third edition correct yeah we return to the top of the initiative as the wagon continues to race forward into the impenetrable smoke you see the first wave slam into the soldiers behind you many of them peel off and follow several of them burned and scarred from the fireball that cut their life nearly in half. And then they slam into the side of the wagon, several of them leaping 10 feet into the air to come down on top of it. But just at the edge of your vision, you can see the clearing. The smoke does have an end in sight. The Mortal Dawn are pressing hard against the defenses of the Faceless, putting it all on the line to break past the line and enter their destination. I like popping overgrown roaches as much as the next sword jockey, but you won't catch me stomping bugs for the privilege of slogging my way through the dumpster fire that is the Kamarian Highlands. I'd almost rather let the bugs take me. Uh, Maybe I could, uh, maybe I could surrender. Get taken prisoner, learn their ways, make a few friends, adapt to their mindless bug culture, even earn my freedom, bed their women, maybe become a leader. That's... that's your plan B? Surrender and acclimate? To those... creatures? Huh? Oh, yeah. Wait a second. That sounds awful. Macking down on a hive mind? Be like slobbing them all at once. I'm not ready for that kind of commitment, kid. Either way, the Mortal Dawn are certainly close enough to lock lips if so they wished, but they're responding with spells and blade. Let's see if they have what it takes to pass through the threshold, right after these words from our sponsors. I gotta... I gotta brush my teeth. My brain teeth. The land is harsh and desolate. The work is grueling. The roads are long. You need a meal fit for an outrider. Kamarian fried chicken, made with 39 forbidden spices and cooked to crisp perfection in the endless lava pools of the Hilderans. Kamarian chickens stand 19 feet tall at the shoulder have razor-sharp beaks that can rend full plate like a can opener, and often take three to four fully grown hunters to bring down. But you can taste the bloodlust and demonic heritage in every bite. Evil chickens are happy chickens, and happy chickens taste good. Try the new eight-piece Sergeant Value Meal with three pounds of spicy shaved cabbage, warm biscuit tack, blood honey, and wyvern's butter. Fit for the whole squadron. CFC, the sweet taste of survival. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, all you cuties. They say no news is good news, and we don't really have a whole lot for you, so I guess that's a good thing. All our events are canceled until further notice, which is definitely a bummer, but I'm glad people are being safe out there. On that note, anything you hear in the outro related to events or appearances or whatever, all that's subject to change. We have a brand new legendary team member, none other than Daniel Pickens-Jones, D20 Questions alumnus, and now tremendous patron... 
they have their donation well above the legendary mark, which I just can't even process. So thank you so much, Daniel. And let's also thank all the rest of our amazing legendary teams while we're at it. That's Jeff Ammons, Dave Mladenov, Isaac Davies, Jack Phillips, Christian Wiseman, Zan Cam, Jen Finch, Erie Luteros, Maisie, and now Daniel Pickens-Jones. You are all a blessing in this trying time, and we thank you so much. As for the legendary teams, we decided to make things a little bit easier. Next week, we're going to have three legendary teams, which we'll be assigning these fine people to. Hopefully, we can get some team logos drawn up and some interesting ideas bouncing around. We'll see what happens. Don't forget to join our Discord server, and if you're a Patreon subscriber, you do have access to the Heroes Lounge there, where we put deleted scenes, bloopers, and goofs that didn't make the cut. Uh, if you'd like to advertise with us or get a personal message on the show, please send an email to admin at Slapdash Studios. And as a quick aside, I've been doing some Twitch streaming over the last few days, and it's been a real delight. Today, the stream is Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is my first Animal Crossing game, and it's been so fun so far. Uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash slapdash streams. Again, that's twitch.tv slash slapdash streams. We could really use the follow if you have the time. Uh, it means a lot, and hopefully I'll see you there today, maybe around 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Streaming schedule is kind of subject to change depending on my personal schedule. But enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. The following is a letter written by a soldier in the Leone army, home to his wife in the year of 2160 A.S. My dearest Triana, long have been these three seasons away from your hay-blonde hair and bright blue eyes. I think of you each night as a bed-down nestled between tired and terrified soldiers of the crown. I've yet to mention it before to keep your heart free of the shackles of doubt, but I sometimes fear I may never see your face again. But I must fight at the call of my king. The battles in the north lasted weeks at a time. The deep stone ravines and impassable cliff faces of Remitex proved to be most inhibiting terrain for our armored knights. At night, they came with crossbows and axes. They moved like armored centipedes, weaving through the caves and carving down everything in their path. The wizards fared better, but there was no victory to be found. Half of us have been sent south to lend our numbers to the control of the Southern Maiden. We bring wide, heavy galleons with cannons and casters. The elves soar quickly on schooners with nothing more than longbows and a kinship with the wind. They decimate our numbers at sea daily, lest we finally land a blow with our cannons. The exchange rate is not promising. I hope that soon the king finds the peace he is looking for. I dare not doubt his ambition, but I do fear for his mind. I've seen his eyes, my dear, at speech from afar. You needn't be close to recognize a kind of anger, or maybe even a madness. They are calling it the Triad War. I wonder which part of the triangle we are. I fear it is inverted, and we rest at the bottom. All my love, Sergeant Arthur Caldare. Join us for Late Night Nexus, history investigation of the war that made waves we still feel today. The Trials and Tribulations of the Triad War. Tonight at 9. So a group of faceless are leaping onto your wagon from all directions. Some from a high angle, some crawling up quickly from the ground. We have a series of held actions that will trigger first, starting with Christ. As the two come towards myself and Master Artyom, I will unleash my twin cast dissonant whispers. Mm -hmm. And what it's going to kind of appear like is, um, oddly enough, I think I'm just going to like let out like a weird like hiss. And in that, it actually surprises the creatures. So it like kind of stops them in place and hopefully makes mm. them run the other way. Sure. And, and this is a wisdom saving throw, is it? That is indeed a wisdom saving throw. All right. What's your DC? 15. Sweet DC, dog, because they both fail. <gasps> Yay! All right. Let's do some damage. 3D6. I'm going to use my Final Fantasy. Let's. Play. As a team. Yeah. Everyone roll one. <laughs> Let's see. That's a, that was a one. Thanks. And then a five and then a six. So 12 total. That's All good. right. Above the average. Yeah. But the nice thing is it forces those two to use their movement to go away from you instead of attacking you. Mm -hmm. So the front and uh, the two on the front, left and right, coming at Artyom and Christ, stop at this weird hiss that seems to resonate with the hiss that they're making. And it confuses them like someone shouting in a language you've never heard before. 
And without any kind of emotion, they turn and almost aggressively charge in the opposite direction. I like it. The next held action is Harothax. There's at least one close enough for me to green flame blade and maybe one within five feet of it even? Very much so. They are all around the wagon at every edge. Might be the first time this actually triggers. Mm. I make my attack. Let's see it. Don't forget to add 1d4 radiant damage. It's true. I'm going to hurt if it hits. Oh. Mm-hmm. At 16 on the die, plus four for my spellcasting mod. So 20 plus three for my proficiency. Plus <laughs> one because it's a plus one quarter staff. So 24 to hit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> suspected. Yes. Thank you for going through all of that. <laughs> I'm sure everybody here is sitting here. I, I'm sure half of our fans are just math horn dogs just mm-hmm. waiting for it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. One of them out there is totally just like, yeah. <laughs> Modifiers. <laughs> oh. Oh, They're also a humiliation fet- fetishist, so us calling them out is probably They're just... They're like, just, oh. yeah. They just nodded. <laughs> That's Randy fans. Randy Alcaran fans. All right, that is 12 on the dice, plus... Five. There's a lot going on on this attack. I apologize for all of the math. So that's 17. Uh, Add a d4. Well, it's 17 normal damage to the first one. Well, I mean, I guess technically a d8 of it is fire, but a one on the d4. (laughs) The total of 18 damage to the first target. And then the second target just takes nine fire very nice all right so the eye flashes on the staff of the witness and as you bring it down bolstered by your shillelagh spell uh the one that you impact looks like it's been scorched by the fireball some of its hide and carapace has been melted away and the staff hits the hard hide and shatters through where there would normally be a brain and a skull just crumples like wet paper mache and it falls to the ground bleeding out with more of this black smoke just gushing from inside of its empty cavity dead Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, let me help, help me out here. Kamarian anatomy dead? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most things don't smoke when you kill them, so who knows? Dead or disabled. Okay. So that'll trigger the predator's panoply. Um... Do you smoke after death? I don't know, baby. I never yeah. looked. <laughs> that'll Can't wait to find out. That'll trigger my predator's panoply, and it'll trigger my consume essence ability. Yes. Yeah. I gain eight temporary HP. Sweet. And that takes place of the four you have. Right. Mm-hmm higher of the two fantastic all right next up is the held actions of arvid nothing is approached yet oh you're surrounded oh they're coming from all angles you're all up in your biz but no one's like on the wagon yes yes if you want to attack two you can because they're next to you oh okay they're climbing up okay yeah um so so yeah if there's something in range rage flows forth and arvid We'll make a swing with parody at the one closest to him. Yep. Yep. And. Reckless or no? Ooh. Oh, sorry. Shoot. It's optional. I have it on my remember to, to look at this thing in my, I just, yeah. Regardless, that looks like a 20 from here. It was a 20. My remembered it to look at this thing is so good. <laughs> I love that sentence so very much. <laughs> my remembered it to look at this thing. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need to declare reckless, and you rolled a 20, so it's good. Because I would cool. say, well, it's too late, you didn't declare it. But you didn't need to. You fucked it in the ass. Sick. You accidentally did really good. <laughs> accidentally did really good. And then D10. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like I did about 16 damage, right? Is that right? Yep. That is right. That sounds great. Um, you also get to make an extra swing now because you rolled a critical and you have the great weapon mastery thing. Ah, it's so fucking cool. Wait, an extra swing beyond my two swings per... We're not at the second swing from okay. your attack. Yeah, this, this is just from swing one. one. This is just a f- bonus feet thing. That's amazing. I'll give this Do you want to keep chance. targeting the same one? Yes. Is it dead yet? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not from 16. <laughs> that's an 18. Wow. Yeah, nice roll. So then the total is very... I, these guys we already have seen, they got hit by something pretty They well, take right? some pretty mean hits. They seem to be tough as fuck. Oh, they got hit points. Was that just once with the Radiant, or was that because of... Every hit will deal an extra 1d4. That's a little better. That's a 3 and a 3 and a 1, plus 6. So that's 13 from the second attack. Oh my God. And now you, you get it. your third swing. Yay! Because Barbarian. Mm-hmm. That ends up being a total of 14. That just hits. Oh. On the nose, actually. Mm. They don't have noses. Never mind. (laughs) They're faceless. It misses, in fact. They don't have have noses. 
They're just mouths with accessories. A one and a one and a seven. So nine plus six, 15. So it takes all three blows, but impact after impact after impact. You cleave a leg off, you carve into this heavy carapace, and then with the last one, you crush it into two pieces and you get a big face full of this nasty black smoke. But the corpse topples off of the wagon and crumples behind you at top speed. If it's dead, do I get the other thing? It does actually. At a negative five to hit. Yes. So anytime Arvid gets a critical or drops an enemy to zero hit points because of the Great Weapon Mastery feat, they can swing once more. That's so juicy. It doesn't take a bonus action or anything. It's just a free... It's it's just like a yeah, smite. It just adds on... Something I haven't been doing, too, is technically since like a while ago, I've had a... It, it says on my thing, it says a bonus action to just like do a headbutt like... Mm-hmm. So I could... Ooh, you could headbutt, too. too. It's an obscene amount of swings. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Arvid. That's a 18 at negative five is, oh, plus my seven. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a hit. Damn. Damn, Arvid. Yay. So same dice again. You are in your combat element at this point. Surrounded by dudes. <laughs> Target rich. <laughs> that's a little better. So that's a three, a one, and an eight. 12 plus six. That's 18. 18 Ooh. damage. And you did the extra d4. Oh, and should I should I headbutt him too just to get everything out? I would be insulted if you didn't at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did get the extra D4. Good. So this should be two D4. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure. Oh yeah. Um, and the headbutt. Nope. I'm I'm an idiot. I was about to be like the headbutt should be a reckless attack so that'll be opened. <laughs> too late for that. No. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, you do impact with your horns, but their height is so thick that it's just like hitting a wall. Gets you a little numb in the skull. And now that's the end of the held actions. Yeah. <laughs> and and now they will retaliate. Continue their turn. The good news is you managed to either remove or kill three of them before they all got their attacks off. All right. So I'm just going to make the attacks based on where they be. So it's going to be one is going to go full in on Artyom and two on Haru, two on Arvid. I'm going to cast Warding Flare on the first attack at me. Oh, Okay. All right, so these ones are coming in at RTM. The first one at disadvantage. That's a big miss. <laughs> and the next one is just a regular attack. Uh, another miss. Yeah, that's hot Jeez. shit. Yeah, I can't wield uh, weapons in this, right? Because I'm driving the horse. Yeah, your okay. hands are pretty busy. Um, and that's going to be two at Haru. I'm just going to roll them together. We are looking at a 17 and a 21. Both hit. All right. I need you to make me a fortitude save as it bites you. A what? Oh, what edition are we playing here? A constitution <laughs> save. Bless my stars. I'm sorry. Hey, what? That, that, that one always stuck with me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I made so many memes out of it. Reflex is one that I a mm-hmm. lot. Fortitude is just a really good word. Mm. It just sounds good. Although, honestly, if I was to keep one, I would keep will. Because will makes so much more sense than trying to differentiate. Is this charisma, intelligence, or wisdom that I'm yeah. that I'm versing right now? Uh, just one con save. Uh, con save. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I rolled a natural one. Hey. Oh no. So you're gonna take eight damage from the bite proper. All right. Oh, that's my broken d8. My obsidian one shattered. What? What? Oh. Yeah, it's like cloven down the center. Just now? No, no. This was weeks ago. Oh. I just tried to pick it up, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, you take nine points of poison damage as okay. this horrible, noxious smoke starts to pour into the mouth wound. A total of 17. And 14 slashing damage Holy as its shit. scimitar-like forearm carves into your torso. For a total of 31. Yeah? That sounds right. Okay. Uh, I can math, I can math, I can math. Um, I would like to use my reaction to hellish rebuke that mother. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to hellish rebuke that thing. It It needs to die. All right, I got a 16 deck save. Uh, I think my spell save is a 16. It is. So he passes and takes half. Okay. Of a lot. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. That's nice. You just get a D10 Yahtzee. You just get a royal (laughs) flush. So uh, 19 plus 8 is 27, plus 7 is 34, plus 6 is 40, halved to 20. So as this faceless leaps through the air, it lands on top of Haru, almost pulling you off of the wagon, sinking its teeth into your neck, filling you with noxious fumes, and then just rending your flesh with its forearms. And then it just explodes in hellish fire. <laughs> its bits raining behind the fast wagon like Satan's pinata. <laughs> 
Satan's pinata. Can that be the episode title, please? <laughs> but the other one attacking you also hits twice. Uh, the <laughs> once a faceless attack, heart attacks, and after five days of horrible agony, the faceless died. Yeah. <laughs> no. After you were done adding up your damage. Yeah. Um. So another con save for me, please, from the second one biting you. All right. No. Nope. Really? Yeah, it was a five. Sweet. Uh, plus two to seven. Luckily, I rolled pretty bad on the D8s, so... I'm out of temporary hit points now. You're looking at uh, seven piercing damage from the bite. Okay. Six poison damage. Okay, 13. And 12 slashing damage. 25. Jeez, are you alive still? Yeah, I'm at about a third of my health. Okay. Artex, don't you die. I don't want to have to waste a diamond on you. Yeah, I can't take much more of that. Nice. Two coming in at Arvid, the big bully. I got one hit... Followed by another hit and another hit. Your AC is 18, right? Or less? 16. 16? Yeah. I knew it was, I, I was looking at a number like it's definitely under this to save myself time. So yeah, three hits. I need a con save from you. Just one. 16. You're fine. Uh, you're raging. So this is going to be half. You take a total of 22 points of damage. As the one that you did not manage to smush and you failed your headbutt against just wraps its blades around you and starts to sink in gripping you like a giant, not a face hugger, but a full body hugger in the first and worst hug that Arvid has ever had. Oh. <laughs> Very good. So they are starting to fall off of the wagon. A few still cling on, but the edge of the smoke is drawing ever closer. We are at RTM's turn. I am getting really fucking tired of these motherfucking faces on our fucking wagon. So I'm going to drive <laughs> forward a couple of uh, squares mm -hmm. and then I'm going to drop a radiance of dawn on the whole group. Hell yeah. All right. What are my saves on that? Uh, does a con save? Con save. Getting the and it is based off of my new wisdom score, right? Mm, it, is, it is, yes. Getting the big nod from me on that move. It's a mm -hmm. good move, mm -hmm. Zach. Good move. All right. Three make it, but the other ones fail. So Artyom lifts his holy symbol, which is a moth drawn to the flame. He kisses it, and a literal golden sunlight moth flies out of it, goes into the air, and then explodes in a kind mm. of a radiant blast. Fantastic. Nice. That is 14 damage. All right. Ah, plus my cleric level. Excuse me. That is 22 damage. 22. All right. The two on the right of the wagon that are clinging on and dragging along the ground, just their forearms are still there, but the rest of them just kind of melts away. And you see trails of smoke like a smoldering cigarette behind them. <laughs> uh, the ones on the back are clinging on for dear life, but they all look incredibly injured. And the other ones that are kind of on your outer perimeter are starting to recoil in fear. And for just a moment, the smoke is cleared as this light seems to burn away at it. And you can see the edges drawing closer. And behind you where the soldiers are, the ground starts to shake. Some rocks shoot up into the air and a massive faceless with more arms than a centipede, hundreds of them climbing down each side, worm-like in nature, with more small ones clinging to it like baby spiders on a mother begin raining down off of it, down onto these soldiers that are slowly retreating back into the gate, roaring into the air, leaving this trail of acid and black smoke behind it, seeming to be the source of this strange miasma from this creature's mouth. And with that, the wagon accelerates as it goes more and more downhill. The horse leaps, clearing a massive gap, the wagon lifting off of the ground after it, and you leave the noxious smoke and the faceless behind you, save for those clinging onto the wagon. But with a few powerful spells and swings of mighty axes, they are laid low, and you ride off into the wastelands of Kamaris. Looks like things got a little messy for the MDs out there. Can't argue with results, but when it comes to the dangers they have in store for them, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I don't know. Acidberg. Fireberg. Lizardberg. Looks like this quest is just getting started. And following in the wake of their hired guide, the Mortal Dawn set out into the hardest challenge yet, the wild landscapes of Camaris. Join us next week when... <laughs> what was that? Oh no, it looks like the Megabooth's under attack. What could attack us way up here? <laughs> Paraman, of course. Mates from the look of it. It's breeding season and they're getting frisky. You sit tight, Kip. Sit tight? Where are you going? Oh no, who's gonna save us? Storm, let the enforcers handle this. They'll be here any minute now. Besides, we're hundreds of feet off the ground. I know, Kip. That's what makes it so damned awesome. 
Well, folks, never a dull moment here at the LUQ. Uh, join us next time as we see how far the Mortal Dawn makes it towards the undead capital of Andesign, and what kind of horrors await them when they arrive. Will they survive the journey? Will the Mega Booth survive these manacores? Or Storm? Find out next time on the League of Ultimate Questing! God damn that Lachey. Ugh. No one <laughs> makes a wagon like Lachey. <laughs> Did we just like Kamari and Dukes of Hazard? We don't. Uh, yeah. Does that, does that just happen? Those Don boys. <laughs> was, I love that so much. It's like much. the mortal Don boys are catching some air. <laughs> that was definitely a hazard. I'll tell you that. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that happened. And that was a Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening again to League of Ultimate Questing. I'm going to go around the table for everybody, starting with... Sam playing Arvid Ulfman, the beautiful and powerful barbarian. Uh, Take six druid. attacks that turn or something. I did. Yeah, yeah that was the uh, that was the the uh, normal two attacks, the uh, cleave like thing and the headbutt. And you got the cleave twice. Yeah, you got. Oh, got cleave twice. Double cleave. So yeah, heck yeah. Juicy stuff. My name is Michael Loving. I play Haruthax, the dragonborn warlock who took half their health in damage from those attacks. Mm. Yeah. Ow. I play Chris Zagrand, the resident, resident. Ah, see, even slow, I fucked it up. Whatever. I'm a, I'm a sorcerer and a bard. I do sound stuff. <laughs> the, the resident. The resident. Revenant. Revenant. No, yes. nope. Yep, I can't do it either. All right. See? Um, so, <laughs> I'm Zach. I play Artyom Volkov, the cleric of Sunlight and Suffering. I'm also the editor, producer, and technical director for Slapdash Studios. I'd also like to thank Tori Christensen, our editor. Notorious. My name. Ooh, I wasn't good. expecting. Very nice. Uh, my name is Law. I'm a DM. And, um, I also am creative director boy. <laughs> dum dum DM. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for showing up to League of Ultimate Questing again. As you know, we release our episodes every Monday at around midday, early morning, whatever, whenever I get around to editing it and putting it out. <laughs> um, if you want more of our stuff, you can check us out on League of Ultimate Questing, or excuse me, uh, theluq.com, where you can also find links to our social media. You can also go directly to that social media on Instagram and Twitter at Slap the Dash, or you can go to Facebook to find us at Slap Dash Studios. Um, you can also find uh, D20 Questions, uh, which is our interview podcast where we interview local geek moguls and stuff like that. Um, if you want to check out our Patreon and give us any kind of support, there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. We've got double the number of episodes for D20 questions with the D21 sides. We've got awesome magic items. Uh, if you want to play uh, Warlock of the Firstborn like Michael does, we've got rules for that on there. If you want to play a Crystalline Sorcerer like Chris, we've got rules for that on there. We've got all sorts of cool stuff. If you want to see any side stuff, bloopers, cut bits, uh, cutting room floor stuff, you can check out our Discord, especially if you're a patron, because that's where we put all of our cool stuff is in the Heroes Lounge. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, just come to the Discord anyway. We're all usually on there and chatting and having a good time. But I want to thank you all for joining us and questing together. And until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs>